Welcome to the Legendary Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Jackson, aka King Jeff. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. No, 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 stop. For real. <laughs> uh, today's episode, um, let's talk about those events that happened back in Montgomery, Alabama a couple days ago. You know, that was definitely something that caught me by surprise. You know, it was something to where people just had enough and they just had to stand up for themselves. And that's something that honestly I haven't really seen here lately in the black community, you know, but this is something that is refreshing to have and this is refreshing to see. Um, I took a look at the video plenty of times. Um, it's like we have a new fixture within the African-American community, and it happens to be a chair. A chair. But hey, you know, it happens. Um, I think this is this is something that, you know, as Kendrick Lamar said in one of his songs, you know, people, people just have enough, and then they will just fight back. You know, they're not going to just sit back and just let things happen. And I believe that this was a moment in African-American history that, you know, that we can look back on one of these days and just say, hey, you know what? People had enough. You know, you're not going to choose this way. You are not going to get away with what used to happen in the past. And I say a lot of this because, you know, I grew up in the, in the Deep South. Um, you know, and when I grew up, I really didn't notice just the racism that I saw around me until I got older, you know, and at the same time, I love where I'm from, Georgia is my home, Georgia is where my heart is, but you know, there are, there are a lot of things that can be done better, you know, within the southern states, because the southern states still bears the scar of the diaspora, the, um, the, um, the passage, slavery, you know, this is this is stuff that is still a very sensitive topic and it hasn't been properly dealt with. You know, I just sit back and think sometimes because when a couple of years ago, I decided to do an ancestral DNA test and I discovered where a lot of my ancestors came from. And true enough, yes, the majority of my ancestors did come from different countries in Africa, um, well, back then they weren't the countries that they are now. Um, a lot of my ancestors have originated from areas in Cameroon with the Milikay tribes, with Igbo land, with the Igbo tribes. It is kind of interesting to talk about because um, even when I go to stores and I be around people that are directly from these different countries in Africa, they can they can still look at our facial features. You know, if you're of African descent. And if you're from the area in which they are from, you are, you can still be identified in some fashion by, you know, the features. And a lot of people can look at me and say, oh, you know, you're you're from the Igbo tribe, you're from the Milikay tribe. And that's kind of cool to think about. And then when you think about my, my direct ancestors that live in the, in the United States, I mean, I did the research and, and I was able to, um, to find ancestors back as far as the early 1500s, yes, this was the white side. And um, as far as my last name, I was able to stretch that back 
to the late 1700s. Um, I can I can almost on some sides tell you where they got the ship, and that's kind of crazy to think about, you know. And when you look at me today, you know, I am the result of them just surviving, you know, surviving bondage, surviving oppression, surviving being held against their will. You know, um, I am the descendant of people who have been through those kind of issues. So yes, when I saw what happened in Montgomery, it kind of struck a chord, you know, especially in this day and age to where, you know, especially being from the black community, people always say that we do not stick together or even we don't, or we don't swim. But that little kid, he swam his ass over there to help to defend that defenseless man. You know, because people have enough. What's right is right, and what's wrong is wrong. And it's something that needs to be addressed. It's something that we as Americans need to stop sweeping up under the rug. I do believe that my people and my and my um, people in the black community need some type of reparations because we are still the race of people who are less than unless you can dribble a ball or unless you can throw a ball. Unless you can rap, you know, unless you just get away with doing just bullshit, you know, and we're just looked at for our physical attributes. We are looked at for entertainment. You know, we may have the money, but still, that's not money, money. You know, people like, oh, you know, he got the money because he plays sports or because he was an actor or because he was entertainment, you know, and we're still so fresh into it to where it hasn't really siphoned down generationally. You know, and with me living up here in the Pacific Northwest, you know, when I first moved here, I was like, wow, this this place is different. You know, it's, it's this and that. But honestly, it's kind of the same in its own ways. You know, people can be fake nice and they can just laugh in your face and be like, yeah, you know, you're this, you're that. And then just tuck all this shit behind your back. Because at the end of the day, you know, you are who you are. Now, my call to action, definitely for people within the black community, is we got to stick together more. Not just during times like this. I mean, invest in people. Invest in people within your community. Don't just look down on people because they're doing something different. You know, take a chance and hear them out. You may learn something within the process. I think about when I chose to go to college. Because nobody in my family went to college before. I decided that I wanted to do something totally different. I wanted to have an opportunity, you know, to go off to school, um, you know, to obtain some educational achievements. And it was hard as hell because I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but it was something... It's something to this day that I take to heart and I take so much pride in is that I did something that a lot of people said I couldn't do. You know, that's power. You know, I can look right now on my wall. I'm looking at my bachelor's degree. I'm looking at my master's degree. I can see my certifications I got from the University of Georgia. This is stuff that I'm not supposed to be able to do according to society. 
I'm far from perfect. I mean, there are there are a lot of things that I need to work on personally. Like something that I do want to do more of, and that I would encourage a lot of people to do more of, is actually read a book. You know, actually take on some hobbies to continue to massage your brain and to massage your intellect. Pour into yourself. Pour into yourself and just things that will service you. You know, use the resources that you have, you know, to invest in yourself and to invest in your family. Because at the end of the day, that's all you have is you and the people that care about you. The people that got your best interests in mind. Those are the people that matter in the grand scheme of things. It's the people that truly care about you. Because, you know, you have, a, you have a lot of people that will come in and out of your life. And I call them seasonal people. And they serve a purpose too. There are, you know, their purpose in your life is sometimes to teach you lessons. Lessons that need to be taught. And, and that's okay. But learn that lesson. Don't repeat it. Don't be repetitive. Do not, you know, continue to fall for the same shit time after time. Do better. Be better. And when I look back at that video, I'm not going to lie. I had mixed emotions. Um, I laughed. (laughs) Because some of it was funny. I mean, like, when that one old man walked down that walked down that road to go defend people, he didn't give a damn. He had enough. The man that picked that chair up said, you know what? Fuck this. I've had enough of this shit. Y'all finna see what it's like. And that's because we dealt with generations of oppression. Gener- generations of dealing with certain white people, not all white people, because I have some amazing white friends that I will ever stand up for because they had my back when nobody else did. So I'm not going to put all white people into a box. But there are some white people that are just racist, bigot assholes, and they will hide behind anything that they can to further themselves. And that's not fair. And it's not just white people, it's also people of other colors that will discriminate against black people. You know, and then when you think about African Americans, we had to create our own culture. You know, we had to, you know, use some of the things. We had to be very, I mean, I mean, we had to be very resourceful with what we had. Because even to this day, we are doing a lot with a little. And that is a struggle. You know, I look at my own family. I mean, we've lived off of just surviving, you know, trying to thrive, trying to survive. But something that I want to do is to help us keep waiting to thrive more. You know, to realize that there is so much more out here in the world. And I am so blessed, as I said before in previous podcasts, to be able to get on the phone and talk to my mom. To let her know that, hey, you know, I love you. You're going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. I'm here. You know, I'm your son and I will always love you. I can I can say the same thing to my dad. I can call my dad and say, you know what, dad, I love you, man. We may not always see eye to eye, but I appreciate you helping to produce me. It's given me an opportunity to be on this earth, to be able to leave my mark, which is something that... You know, a lot of people take lightly. You know, 
just to get back to the black community because a lot of people fuck it up for everybody else. A lot of people really do. Like this one chick, what's the name? Sexy Red, whatever. She's trash. She's garbage. People like that, you know, that worship that are just here, you know, just send all this crazy stuff and they want this, want that. They are the kind of people that are really the detriment to what the average African-American family is trying to do. And we are trying to do better and be better than what we grew up with. And that's something wrong with that. Yeah, this episode definitely is getting a little bit dark because honestly, I had to just say what I need to say. You know, while I'm I'm applauding the effort of those people to stand up for their fellow brother, I'm also calling out the people that need to stand up for their own damn communities. Because, you know, we are all we got. You know, we are all we got. And if you and and that whole event that happened is further proof when you put people together. And they're all aligned to achieve this certain goal. Shit would happen. Shit would change. You can make change that way. What if you put that same energy towards education? Not just towards, towards athletics, because this day and age, you know, we live in an era in which if you can bounce the ball good or you can run the ball or catch the ball pretty good, now the school's going to pay you money. That's not just what it's all about either, because honestly, I'm not really a fan of just throwing money at situations. You got to, you have to get people to change their mindsets. You know, you have to be able to put resources around people to not just have the money, but to be able to preserve the money. That's the key, preservation. Preserving what you have. Now, listeners, um, <laughs> I definitely appreciate you taking out the time to listen to my podcast today um i just had to get this on my chest i just want to keep it real as you know as always peace love legendary out.